It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome in the Highly Disputed. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, it's Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? Happy New Year to everybody. Um, I think this is the is this the third show in a row uh, coming to the, the listeners on a different day of the week. Is it Wednesday, Saturday, Thursday? We've done this now? I think you're right. So, where we become unpredictable. Yeah, basketball season comes with a little, little more of a wild schedule for for me personally. So, you know, I had I was covering Shepherd basketball last night, so that was our usual recording time of Wednesday evening. Uh, so we have to do it now instead, and that's uh, that's a just a fine segue into you know talking about Shepherd basketball. Last night they played Lockhaven. Both teams did, women's and men's. Uh, the women's team, they lost by a lot, which is uh, what they've done in every game. So <laughs> It's consistent, that. at least, you know? Yeah. You just you go in, you know what you're going to expect. Um, and that's just kind of it. <laughs> There's not much to like. And I think that's the hardest part of this team, is that it's, you know... It's not a normal rebuilding year. It's like the absolute complete teardown of a of a of a program. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you're not really re you're like you're rebuilding, but, but you're you're not even rebuilding yet, really. I mean you can't even if there's a year zero anywhere. Right. It's kind of because just this is your you have demolished, you have flattened out, and now this is what you have you have uh this is what remains yeah and you're you're planning you're planning now you're not really building yet maybe no, I mean, you are. they they but yeah they essentially just kind of filled a roster by any means yeah i mean they um, you know it's not like they just got anybody i mean they they found the best they probably possibly could considering yeah. but it's i mean like, listen there's a couple bright spots yeah yeah, like like last night, Lockhaven they lost by like twenty twenty some points. It was somewhere. I think it, yeah, they were down. Yeah, it was it was around that. It was around that. And that was without without one of the bright spots, uh, leading scorer and rebounder uh, so far this year, Sydney Bowles. Uh, she got a sprained sprained ankle as as reported by highly disputed. Uh, and. You know, she'll miss like maybe one one more game tops, I think. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, it's like might be might not be a hundred percent on Saturday, so it might not push it because ankles ankle injuries can re aggravate easily. And also like, you know, why why push it? <laughs> yeah, you, what are you are you why, uh, <laughs> you might as well say we gotta we gotta have her for that PSAC tournament push, you know? Yeah, I just uh there's um, there's no you just rest until you are, you know, at least ninety percent. At that right. point, I mean, why yeah. risk anything that's going to linger for for any period of time? But yeah, but, I, you know, nothing to play with sprained ankle. So no, but yeah, she's she's been a bright spot. She's she can do a little bit off the dribble. She's a good rebounder, like you said, leads the team in rebounds. A good size, like a wing player that can do a lot of do a lot of different things. And I think we saw that we we mentioned that even you know last year we mentioned how even just in her like sporadic minutes 
mostly in garbage time. Sometimes she would get in, you know, within if there was foul trouble. In yeah, the, no, the normal rotation. No normal game minutes, basically. Just yeah. kind of but plug and was, play. There was something needed. there. You could tell there was something there. And she's she's shown it off this year. So that's it's good. Uh, and yesterday was really the first game. It technically the second game, but the first game was only four minutes worth of play. So first real game in the rotation for Aubrey Austin, who ended up leading the team in scoring last night. <laughs> with 12 points or tied for the lead at least i think peyton grant might have also had 12 points there you go so she looks like she can do a little bit she can shoot some she can do it she can drive in a bit so you got you're building that's the kind of thing we talk about when re- rebuilding and it's going to be a process is hey you get a player in like that and in the off season you'll get in a few more players like that hopefully yeah i mean from obviously it's 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 hard to really compare high school highlights to to what you see at the next level it's it, it can be tough to do that but um some of the highlights and 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 tape i've seen on some of these recruits that have that have already committed i mean they they look like promising players versatile players can get their own shot um can rebound um they're just they're bringing in everything that you kind of need to to be a a functioning basketball team um and you know it is the highlights, so you take it with a grain of salt. You figure there's going to be some that you're seeing the good. There's going to be some bad that comes with it because obviously, like, you know, they're high schoolers. They they don't just have full games on the internet somewhere for you to watch. But from what I've seen, promising, some decent size, some ball handling. I mean, they they uh, just the two players in particular, and I don't have it written down in front of me. Um, both I thought looked really good. And pieces that, you know, based on what we've seen, could probably come in and maybe start definitely would just be popped right in the rotation because um, there's there's I think there's a lot of temporary on this team at the moment for for minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, (laughs) within the next couple of years, I think the the roster this year is going to be mostly unrecognizable, to be quite honest with you. Probably more than likely. So but we'll see. I mean, you know, you just never know. We'll see who comes in. We'll see how they look. But this is just a weird, weird, weird situation. I mean, you see things similar when when coaches leave and there's roster turnover. But I mean, rarely do you lose. I mean, what was it like? Twelve out of fifteen players or something ridiculous. I mean, about that percentage. I mean, yeah, something somewhere in the area of about three quarters of the team and we when you consider like players who got minutes meaningful minutes last year it's more like 95 percent of the minutes because it's really just care minor yeah that that's back from last year and, and megan shipley uh, so but the, she was at least a starter so it's like it's probably like 90 percent of the minutes um, yeah i mean you figure there's two players that weren't that two players returning that that played essentially <laughs> that's what yeah. it comes down to so and you know yeah, it, it it was bad enough when you knew you knew that Sidney Clayton and Marley McLaughlin were graduating, but to have Abby Beeman transfer, and then you know you don't get in the the star freshman that you were going to get that's now over at Frostburg and putting up numbers over there, and with all the other all the other graduate graduations and transfers that they had. It was rough. It's it's rough. It's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute. 
Yeah, what was the um? I mean, you figure Abby and um, what was the freshman's name? Was it Weekly? Emily Weekly. Yeah, I mean, you figured the two of them. I mean, that was just going to be the team right there. I mean, that's that yeah. was going to be it. And that's what was, I thought. I was like, rest... okay, Sydney, Sydney and Marley are graduating. But I looked at the at the highlights of Emily Weekly, uh, from high school, and I was like, you know what? I know it's high school, but she looks like exactly what they can plug in, and she can be like the secondary scorer to go along with what they're doing. And if I look at what she's done so far this year over at Frostburg, I know it was crazy there for a minute. But let me see. Well, they're three and ten, so that's no good. Okay. <laughs> is that um Frostburg is three and yeah, ten? Yeah, Frostburg is three and ten. Yeah. Let's see. Re- Weekly is leading, is leading the team in scoring with twenty one points and ten rebounds a game. Man. Uh, she is, however, shooting 39% from the field, 20, 26% from three. Uh, but I assume that's just, you know, she's carrying the load over there. It's yeah. I'd imagine, um, in terms of shot attempts, <laughs> she's taking probably... like 18 shots a game. So yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a pretty solid uh, amount there, especially when you're talking about the college game, when it's, it moves slower, longer shot clock, shorter game. That's uh, that's that's quite a, a high usage rate. So I'm not gonna, I, I can't really blame her for that because I mean, you you imagine how many shots a game she's probably taking when she is dead tired. So yeah, um, but rebuilding you over there, I guess. I mean that that that's a team yeah. I imagine will be very solid here in a year or two as well. So I think uh, I I, I think Shepard's got it in him to turn it around. Um. And I'm not saying it's going to happen next year or anything, but pieces you might want to want to keep around, or, or you know make the focal point going forward. Um, and you just got to give it a year or two before you really judge what this thing is going to look like going forward. Because right now it's just it's not fun. You're not going to really get much out of it. You're not going to learn how good a coach we got. <laughs> like there's just not a lot you're gonna you're gonna get out of it at the moment. So you just take your lumps. Basically, you're the women's team. Right. Yeah, that's fair. And as for the men's team, they've looked pretty solid all year long. Uh, really, all every game that they've lost has been by like a handful of points, including yesterday. Uh, in a game that, frankly, they uh, they choked. Yeah, of all the <laughs> because they were they're up by nine with a minute seven left. Yeah, against a team against an eight and two team, but still. You got to have that one up nine and they had all that momentum going for them. Like they really, it was a close game pretty much the whole way. And they finally pulled away and you're sitting there thinking, all right, like this team plays pretty good defense. Um, And they face some really good teams this year who have just kind of, you know, they've gotten buckets on them, but the team plays good defense. You figure up nine. um, It's, it's in the bag. I mean, that's just, you win those games. You're <laughs> there's a yeah. minute left, and uh, they just somehow found a way. Uh, you give up some threes, you commit some some silly fouls, and all of a sudden the game gets away from you. Because man, when you're the team that's up, and it goes to overtime like that, it's just hard to get back up off the mat and mm-hmm. play good in overtime. Um, yep. So. Yeah, this, it's another close loss. I mean, this is absolutely the worst of all of them. I mean, this is one. 
where you can't go, okay, like, you know, you lose close games sometimes. I mean, you just – it shouldn't have been a close game. I mean, they probably should have won by 10 points at the end of it. Right. Because um, you're, at the very least, trading baskets or, you know, going to the foul line at the end. And they just – they couldn't even get to that. So <clears throat> Yeah, here we go. With, with a minute seven left, Aiden Hewley hits a three-pointer to make it 67 to 58. Go down the other way. Lockhaven misses a three. They get the rebound. Seven seconds later, turnover. Lockhaven goes down, hits a three, makes the six-point game. Timeout. Offensive foul on PJ. He fouls out, I believe. I believe that's when he fouled out. Uh, they go down. Missed, uh, Lockhaven misses a three. They get the offensive rebound. Get another three. Goes in. Three-point game. Foul uh, on the other side. DC misses the first free throw. Only makes one of two. Go back down. Lockhaven gets a two. Two-point game. They really rush down. This is with 13 seconds left now. They're mm-hmm. up by two. Rushing up the court for some reason, even though you should know that a foul is going to be coming at some point. Offensive foul. Charge. Ball goes back to Lockhaven when they go for their shot. Get fouled. Two free throws. Tie ball game goes over time in the end. And then they just kind of, you know, Lockhaven churned it out in overtime. Yeah. I mean, you don't have your point guard at the end right. of it also. Um, I looked at the schedule and the, this team has four losses or they don't, they have, they're six and six overall. They, four of their losses are by a combined 13 points. Um, yep. And it's, you know, it, it, it's encouraging because you know that you're, you're better than your record because they certainly are and you know they it's not the prettiest team to watch at times the offense can get really clunky when the threes aren't falling for them um but you know they play for the most part and that's what's so crazy about them blowing that lead is for the most part they play pretty sound basketball um you know they're college kids they make mistakes but they never rarely it's it's the big glaring what are you doing type mistakes or what is that shot you know um they kind of they really play within the team as a team um and so going forward it's it's a matter of just playing better down the stretch and i know that's easier said than done um and you know fatigue might be an issue because they don't play a ton of guys um they were playing seven guys last night pretty it's a it's a pretty tight rotation that's really all they do um, and we'll see going, going, uh, here deeper into conference play. Um, we'll see if that gets them better conditioned so that they are a little stronger here at the end of games, or we see if the fatigue just kind of wears on them and maybe things start slipping away a little sooner, but, um, there's, there's not many easy games in the conference to kind of get right. You're kind of going to have to bring it every night here. Uh, we'll, we'll, come back around on Saturday. I believe that's against Millersville. Yep. Millersville's um, another good team in the, in the conference. There's a lot of them. Another good team. And it's, I mean, man, I mean, how many bad teams are there in the conference? Really? I mean, not many, two, three at most. So, I mean, Shepard at six and six and three and three um, in conference play, they're down near the bottom of their division. <laughs> so, yeah. They're tied for sixth with with Westchester. Sixth seventh, a three and three in the conference. And you could win two straight and move up three or four spots, maybe. But um yeah. 
you know, you, you got to win two straight eventually. You can't, you can't keep losing these close games, uh, especially the ones at home. I mean, listen, you're going to lose close games on the road. That's just the nature of it. But when you're at home and you're up nine with a minute left, that's when you, you just, the, there's no, there's not a single excuse you can make no. um, with, I mean, with or without your point guard. And I get in overtime. That's a different issue. Um, you know, but you shouldn't have gotten there to overtime. So, and they yep. know that. And Namlik, I'm sure, was 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 telling them that during and after. Uh, but you got another game coming up, so you kind of got to learn from it and just just brush it off because you're clearly doing something right for the first thirty eight minutes. <laughs> right, the last couple we got to. Um, and you know, some of that's just a matter of of knocking down shots. Is cliche and as uh as you know, as great as that analysis is. Uh, sometimes you just gotta you gotta hit a tough contested shot coming down uh, when defenses start clamping on you, and you know they can do it, but we'll see. I mean, I I really thought this would be the breakout year, and it it so far could have been. I mean, they very well could have ten wins, um, could be could have eleven, um, but you know, obviously not every close game is gonna go your way, but. You know, sitting at six and six, I'll I'll take being five hundred because it's it's probably a step ahead of where they've been at this point the past couple of years. Um, and this team seems to to finish the season stronger than they started. Usually, these Namlet coach teams, uh, yep. just just from guys developing, um, playing better as a team. Because for the most part, I mean, the big pieces on this team have been together for at least two years now. So, um, yeah. I think it's a matter of those guys doing what they're doing. Um, I think a couple of them could step up and be a little bit better, especially offensively shooting the ball. Um, but we'll, we'll see what role players emerge there. Um, I believe it was a uh, Marcel was his first name is Stefan. Yeah. Um, he really, I thought provided them some great minutes last night. Um, and that's, you know, that's one of those new names that's kind of popped up and, if he's given them those minutes now, I mean, here in a month, month and a half, I mean, there's no telling what he's going to be doing in that rotation. I mean, he could be, he could be first off the bench there if he's going to provide them value like that. Right. It's it, right now. It's basically just that big three of PJ, Dan, and John that are doing most of the scoring, and then you get some some buckets down low from Aiden Hewley. He can hit you probably one three a game maybe two on a good night. And then Carson Poffenberger kind of fills in, fills in the gaps. He can hit, he can hit you at jumper. And then was Gerard Robinson and Marcel. That's really the entire rotation. So you're kind of relying a lot on those three guys do a lot of the scoring. And it's a lot of it is Dan. Like you're putting a lot on the, on the back of Daniel McLean Corley to do a lot of scoring. At halftime, he had shot 12 shots in that game and no one else, uh, other than PJ had five, and PJ had exactly five shots up. So, and and those guys move it around more. Yeah, they they those three guys can score the ball. They're all very talented. Uh, I think it's just the consistency. I even though they are the, your your clear top three options, and Dan being number one of those three. I, I have trouble looking at the three of them each night and saying this guy's probably going to give you this, this guy's this, and this guy's this. 
Like it, I mean, yeah. John could go for 20 one night and three the next. And so mm-hmm. when you have that, it means I think the just, team goes as John Preston goes. Either, yeah. I mean, his, his three point shooting. And that's, I mean, for me, I mean, that's, that's probably the thing he's been best at every year. He's been at Shepard. Um, he's improved parts of his other game. I think he's, you know, he's willing he's to give the ball up more. From three this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just been streaky at times, and so yeah, I think if we can get more consistency from that, um, you know, I think I think that'll help the team because, you know, if the role players, <laughs> if the role players suddenly have to to bear a a, a bigger burden offensively, um. You're gonna you're gonna have a rough time there because I mean those guys are, for the most part, they should be out there to to give you high intensity, high effort on defense. If they get an open shot, hopefully they knock it down. Um, they shouldn't have to run the offense through through anybody else. To be honest, I mean you got yeah. three players who can score there, and 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 PJ can get he can get it off the dribble, which is really useful. Um, I'd like to see him go to that more a little bit more and 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 finish at a higher rate around the rim. Um, Cause he can get to the rim. It's just a matter of, can he take a little contact and uh, bang around with the, the, the big guys down low and, and finish the, some of these shots. And that's, that's, that's a big ask of him, but um, he's one of the leaders on this team. And it's, it's kind of what needs to happen for them to, 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 again, to win some of these close games. I mean, you figure, um, you know, PJ off the dribble gets to the rim you know, seven, eight times a game, you're right at the rim. You'd like to, you know, maybe hit five or six of those. And it just seems like there's a lot of contact and, you know, suddenly we're relying on a call instead of making a shot. It's just tough. So I think consistency offensively is big going forward because uh, despite their their um, short rotation, I think their defense is pretty solid. Oh, yeah, the defense for sure. I think what, hold, what holds them back on offense – and I think you can see this. This, in a lot of ways, uh, Dan reminds me of Jason Tatum, like body body type, the style of play. Yeah. But I think some of the thing, one of the things that holds back this offense is that they don't really have a true facilitator. Like PJ leads his team in assists, and he's at three a game. He it's then that's it. A lot of the offense runs through DC, and he's averaging two assists a game. One of the reasons that the Celtics offense has been able to hit a new level and that Jason Tatum himself has hit a new level of like being a bona fide superstar is that he can facilitate now he makes good reads. He kicks it out to his teammates when he, and he can also score just as well as he has. He can, he's an elite scorer, but then he's also a competent facilitator when the defense closes in on him, he makes those passes and it's not, it's, I haven't really, it's, it's just not really – it's not necessarily that doesn't – he's not able to do it. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say that I would know for a fact that, you know, Dan doesn't have the vision or he doesn't have the, you know, accuracy on passes or whatever like that. I just – I'm just not sure if that's really his mindset. No. I think uh... – Which, I mean, it when <clears throat> you know, that, that can happen at a lot of different levels. It could be – you know what the offense from what you're getting from the coaching it can be the player mindset it can be your teammates not getting open not spacing the floor correctly it can be a lot of different things but the end result is it's a lot of iso ball yeah and and 
you know, a, a lot of times when you see somebody get an open shot, it's they're open for a reason. Um, and yeah, that that's that's what's interesting to me is is you have three of these good players, and they don't seem to really play off of each other much. It's just kind of here's the ball. It's kind it of work. like this is who, this is who we're running through this possession. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and you know, as long as all three of them are on the court together, which they are for the most part, pretty much the whole game. Um, you know, I would I would like to see them kind of be get a little more creative in how they're they're working um for open shots because i mean at the moment it's clearly not <laughs> it's not the greatest right um and they're certainly capable of doing it i mean i don't i don't doubt their ability i think it's just a matter of putting things into motion there right cuz they're all, i mean they're all they're all talented um particularly uh uh dan and, and i think uh, uh, really talented, talented shooters pj's shot has come a long way since he's he's gotten to college um, he can knock down some threes now. So, um, if we can use all three to get one open, I think that's a lot more efficient than asking one to just go to work for a possession and then yeah. coming back to the other. I mean, I we got to make things easier on ourselves. It's just hard to play iso ball for forty minutes every night, right? And so here's my example. If I'm gonna I'm gonna keep comparing off of what Jason Tatum does, because in a way. In a way, this team is similarly built to the Celtics. So, yeah, if you if you call John Preston the the Jalen Brown, Dan the the Jason Tatum, you could say well, at least on offense, PJ is kind of a Marcus Smart. This is uh, when you start out. Jason Tatum was a rookie when he was ever, and maybe his second year as well. And I think that's when you know Kyrie Irving was on the team. Fourteen points, one and a half assists. 16 points, two assists. Then 2019 hits. He goes up to 23 points a game, three assists. Then the last three years, 26 points and 4.3 assists, 27 points, 4.4 assists, almost 31 points and four assists this year. <laughs> four assists versus two assists doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it, it kind of is. That's, that's the difference between, you know, how much you're handling the ball and you know, how much you're dumping it off. Yeah, that's all we're really. I'm not saying, you know, Dan's got to come out here and average, you know, six, seven, eight assists a game. Just four, compared to two, can make a big difference. Yeah, especially in D two college basketball, four right. assists is a <laughs> four assists is, is is a decent number just for anybody. To be honest, I mean, right. you can you can play a good game as a team, and your assist leader has four assists. So if you can, well, what, that, what did Abby Beeman average usually? Like seven. She was up there. Seven or she eight. Was, yeah, she was kind of a different animal, but she was she was definitely. But that up was there. Like, yeah, exactly. She was like on a different level, and it was still only seven or eight. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, um, and that certainly means the other people are knocking down shots because it it seems like when we do dish it out, it's there's not much happening. But again, it's streaky. I mean, they they come out sometimes and shoot the lights out, but um, yeah. you know, consistent consistency will come when when the shots are consistent right now it's just not no but that'll be something we can watch moving forward yeah maybe get into the line more as well if we can if yes we can that's something that i think they could do pay off chores maybe for sure because well, they, yeah, can shoot, they, can they, can they can shoot free throws i mean why not yeah so that's that's our shepherd basketball update i'm sure 
that probably won't be a week a week a weekly update we need to do because you know basketball that's basketball yeah i mean when there's a team that's winless and a team that's 500 there's there's really only so much to say <laughs> yeah so the big news story of the week in sports in general of course was the monday night football game that ended up not being played uh because in the Bengals Bills game, Damar Hamlin of the Bills was uh, struck in the chest by T. Higgins on a on a play, just a nor- very normal football play, but it just happened to be you know the the worst timing on it possible to where apparently this is something that can happen to the body is if you take a really hard hit to the chest at the exact point you know right point in the you know, heart's electro, you know, electrical cycle. I, I think it's like, it. yeah, it's like the man. I might sound stupid if somebody knows what they're talking about, but it's like the electrorhythmic cycle of your heart. And there's yeah, like, something like it's something. literally milliseconds that this could happen. Yeah, but apparently this is something that can happen if you at the very right moment in that cycle you take a hard hit to the chest, you can be sent into a cardiac arrest, and that's what happened to Demar Hamlin out on the field. And he was given CPR on the field for nine minutes. I mean, and, you know, very traumatic experience for both teams, especially his teammates. The game was suspended. There was talk of, you know, the NFL might send these guys back out there after a five minute warm up period. But very clearly what happened is I think the NFL wanted to get that game back underway. And the team said, no, we're not going back out there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and right, no... rightfully so. That game should not have continued, and now we're basically at the point where the game's not going to be continued. It's just not going to happen, and now the NFL's got to figure out uh, this mess. You know, two teams that are like <laughs> meaningfully involved in the playoffs. Like, it's it can make this game not being played can be the difference between. You know, a team not getting a buy or getting a buy, a team winning, having a home playoff game or not. I, it's, it's so it's from a logistical standpoint, it, it's going to be a, a hassle for them to figure out uh, what to do. So now they're just seemingly throwing everything at the wall. Yeah. But, but yeah, obviously, uh, with Damar Hamlin seems to be making a miraculous, miraculously quick recovery. Also, yeah, the, the news. The news today was really good. Um, I mean, he's um, he's awake and he's aware. He's communicating. Um, he can't speak yet because he's he's still intubated. But um, you know, I mean, the from how far he's come just since Monday night. Obviously, I mean, it's huge, huge, huge. Um, I think at this point, and and based on uh, some of the even the earlier reports, they had already um, they lowered the amount of of oxygen they were they were actively giving him so um hopefully at this point it's just a matter of 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 weaning him off of that that um the the breathing tube because you you can't just take somebody off of that like you don't just suddenly become fine um even if you are healing up great uh it's just a process to to get somebody back breathing on their own um so i don't i I don't know how long that's going to take exactly but um he is still in critical condition but um, all signs are, are pointing up and the doctors um, that that's what really did it. it wasn't the family it wasn't like an NFL report it was I mean it was it was straight from the doctors 
saying that like this was all really good news and and he's he's on the up and up um it's probably still too early to say you know if he can make a full recovery and this and that because there's still some stuff i'm sure they're not sure of, but i mean i mean he's he's probably about as good as he could be at this moment based on the amount of time has passed so that's all um that was all great to hear and we heard from from some some bills players today and sean mcdermott did a press conference with josh allen um and you know just saying a lot of stuff that we've probably heard just kind of their point of view them speaking on it but um i don't really know that there's anything we can add in terms of how scary it was and and all that i mean i think that's kind of that's that's kind of all been that point of view has been given i mean there's nothing you know we're not the nfl we're not going to add anything of substance to that but uh you know we all and knew i think we can we can we can pretty obviously we can say you know if you were really worried about this game continuing you should really uh reset your priorities yeah um, and who who wants to see this particular game continued like if they were yeah. to go out on that field with 548 in the first quarter like that would just i'd feel kind of gross even if it were 2 weeks yeah. from now like it would just yeah. it'd be very it would be weird knowing that that was the last play and suddenly we're just picking up where it left off. So I don't know what rules allow them to, to, to move on from the game. I don't know how it's going to work, but it sounds like they're moving on. Um, and now it's the logistical nightmare of, of making things as fair as possible going forward, because there's going to be teams and fan bases that are, are, probably going to face some disadvantage because of this um mm-hmm. but it was it was the right thing to do to not finish that game so i mean you you right you figure it out later i mean those guys nobody yep. should have been playing football that night or the day after <clears throat> or today <laughs> so right um, yeah like from my like you could say from my perspective as a ravens fan this game not being played pretty much means the ravens can no longer win the afc north Okay, cool. That's fine. We'll deal with that's fine. Whatever. Uh, you know, I think so. Essentially, we've we've reached the point where the NFL today, starting today, essentially leaking through reporters is throwing everything at the wall to say, well, maybe we'll do, maybe we can do this, and maybe we can do that. Like Adam Schefter threw out about two different uh, two different options uh, today, and then I think you know uh, Mike Florio. So there's the talk of maybe adding an eighth team to the playoff so that there so that there is no bye week at all. Uh, there's you yeah. know talk of like alternating, being like, well, if you get the one seed, you can choose to have a bye or have home field advantage, and the two seed gets the other one. And it's like it's they're just throwing things at the wall through these through these leaks to reporters to gauge public interest or public opinion, and eventually they'll come up with something i think because i think the well be, being a steelers fan the only thing that that affects the steelers would be like basically the bills having something to play for sunday um and regardless of playoffs the bills i think certainly feel like they have something to play for sunday so that's not yeah. really that's not really anything to think about um one of the things floated has been the extra playoff team, both in the AFC and the NFC, by the way. Which yeah, the, NFC, be... the, the team that might benefit from this the most, uh, you know, it's weird to talk about anyone benefiting from a situation like this, but 
the Seahawks. Yeah. Seemingly can like they were probably not gonna like there was gonna be a team out between the Packers, Seahawks, and Lions, uh, depending on what happened on Sunday. Now they're just they just might all get in. Yeah. And it's, the, uh... the, this something with something that didn't even concern the NFC at all. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> gonna be weird. I mean, it's I mean, because we're in a point where it's the playoffs are not going to be normal. I mean, there's nothing they could do right now to make it. No, it's just the timing and who the teams were that it happened the, with. It's just it was a perfect storm to be like, oh, well, these playoffs are going to be weird. They they talked about a neutral neutral field for the AFC Championship game. Yeah, um, the only way it's it's normal would essentially be if the one, two, and three seeds, one of them, kind of lost out on an opportunity to host more playoff games. Like, if you just kind of yeah. said, all right, you know, sorry, basically. Um, that's really the only way this would work out to be normal. Um, I just, man, if, if they really were to add that extra team and just have all these games, because, I mean, how many games? That would be so many games wildcard weekend. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm kind of, I'm, honestly, I'm not, I'm surprised that that has, I'm, well, I should say, I'm not surprised that that's the leading theory. But I'm a little surprised that they haven't just gone to that right away because two more extra playoff games, more mo- even more money. Yeah, at this that's point, why already why there's a seventh team in every in in each conference's playoffs. Yeah, get that extra wild card game. Now two extra wild card games. They might as well just do it already. Wait, so that would, that would be I'm surprised they haven't just been like, oh yeah, we can make money off of this. Okay, so yeah, four. If they were to do that, because obviously if they added another team in a normal year, that would probably send the two seed back to the bye and then the rest would play it out, right? And then yeah. they'd kind of shuffle them as needed at that point, mm-hmm. right? Or is my math wrong? If you're saying if there were like I guess there would six be six teams? Yeah, if, if there were eight. Yeah, let's say in the AFC we had eight teams and then you had... Basically, it'd be three, six, four, five. Yes. Yes. Then, Instead of getting two, a buy, the number one seed would play the eighth. The eighth seed. Gotcha, man. That'd be a weird man. Whew. Um, it but, would be like the it would be like the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Just one game instead of instead of series. Gotcha. And I guess they they would, they would just have to do without buys then, right? I mean, the buys wouldn't yep. really. Man. No one. No one would get a buy. Yep. Hmm. Which I guess the team that could get screwed out of this is what the Eagles in the NFC. The Eagles and listen, the way the Eagles have looked, there's no. It might, the 40, week, huh? it might be the It might be the Forty Niners. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um. So, man, they really uh, they you know, and here's the thing, is it's Thursday night. We're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so far, seven they- sixteen p.m. <laughs> in case uh something changes yeah i mean yeah it could be it could drop tonight for for all we know um as as things have in this show's history um and they they i don't think technically have announced um they canceled the game uh, there was like a, an official report from the ap that yeah. they were not gonna uh, cont- they, that they weren't gonna continue the game but the nfl has not officially announced that now the thing is if they do cancel that in terms of competitive fairness, because they, they try to keep things competitively fair in the final week of the season, so teams know what they're playing for, they would need to announce this this thing before Saturday at 4 o'clock. Yeah. 
um, because you can't send teams out there when they don't. You can't send the Chiefs out there if the Chiefs don't know what they're playing for, right? If you if you yeah. care at all about competitive fairness. Now there's some time slots that don't add up quite right, and some teams might you know like the Packers will have a little bit, or the Lions will kind of know what they're playing for when they go out. But um, I mean, you would have to imagine. I mean, you would think by Saturday morning we'd have things sorted out. And because they haven't canceled it yet, I'm going to guess they're going to say this game is not moving forward and also announce the playoff format. Yeah, um, I think that it, they'll do it all at once. One I announcement. Assume, I assume. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I they, they have to be working around the clock right now to to figure this thing out because uh, they, they, and that's the thing. There's just no good way to do it. There's no, no perfect perfect system. Um, but, I mean, who who in the league, you know, fans are fans. Fans are going to get on the internet and complain about whatever. Um, what player or what coach or what owner, well, maybe Jerry Jones, but who's going to come out <laughs> and complain about their playoff circumstance because of this, right? Like, yeah, you just, you just got to you just got to figure it out and teams will deal with it. And the better teams, if they are the better teams, are going to go out and win. So that's that. I mean, you, you gotta, you, <laughs> you just gotta figure out. I mean, I, I don't know about the adding the extra team. Cause that just changes the whole complexity of everything. Yeah, that's, that, that, that'll be, that'd be weird. But, Cause I mean, these teams are playing all year for a certain spot. And to me, to me, you you should just call the game a a no contest, which I think is function would functionally be the same as a tie. Like if the game wasn't played, if if they if it had ended in a tie versus not being played, they would have the same winning percentage. Would I believe? I I don't think that's wrong because because a tie is essentially a a fifty fifty. It shouldn't change a winning percentage. So to me, you I would say just call called like a no contest or a tie and then whatever the standings are are the standings i don't like yeah yeah you just have to roll with that and if you know and if it's the bills that end up the two seed instead of the one because of it i mean or you know that they like, i'm sorry if you're gonna say oh if, if the are, are the bills really gonna go to the league and say we would have won the super bowl but you guys called this a no contest and, uh, and we were, we had to go to Kansas city instead yeah. of playing the chiefs and, in, in Buffalo. Is our, is that really going to happen? And the bills more or less kind of made the call that night from what it seems. And they know that yeah. was the right decision that night. That's what they needed to do. So, I mean, it, listen, it, it just is what it is and it's going to be tough for somebody, but you know what? <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Somebody's just going to have to get over it because they just, they couldn't play that game. Sorry. It's too late in the season. Nobody's yeah. playing. Like, that's – it's it's the it's the simple explanation. And, you know, you probably won't hear it much on ESPN because that's not a good TV. Because eventually we've already started to kind of get into the hypotheticals and on the talk shows. But here in a yeah. week's time, if, if, if DeMar Hamlin's condition gets a lot better – and and we're very openly talking about football and competitive advantage here and there. There's certainly going to be some takes of people very upset about something, and yeah, um, we all know it's going to be Skip Bayless on the first on the first shot at it, man. Um, because woof, <laughs> boy. If, apparently, the, the the relationship between him and Shannon Sharp was already bad. 
Yeah, there have been some clips lately where it's like, oh, I know they're doing theater, but like, I've never like, seen are theater. They? You know how like in wrestling, like it, when, you know, someone says a line in a promo where it's like, oh, I know. Wait, was he supposed to say he seems actually mad? He seems, yeah. they, or like they're in a match and they're, they're really hitting each other hard. It's like, oh, man. Man, they're really laying it in there. Like, is this is this going to script? Uh, <laughs> because there's been clips lately come out, and listen, you know, you just never know with those type of shows. But um, the ratings aren't great. They never really have been. They don't seem to be like worse than normal. So I don't know why there'd be a stunt for some reason. But the 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 arguments seem to to have a more personal bite to them that they haven't in the past. I guess yeah. the show's been been going for about six years now. I think a while. The yeah. show's been on a long time. I mean, the show is older than our show, and our show is about five. Right, our show kind of you know bites bites off of their name a little bit. Our, yeah. our name does. So it literally our show is um, four years old. So yeah, I I don't know, and and you know Shannon sat out that day. That's the thing that got to me. Yeah, is that when people take vacations and someone's off, they plan out, they they bring in somebody to co-host, and he just dipped. Shannon was not on that day because the thing that really upset him happened the night before, and the reason, presumably, that he sat out partially was you know that for any person that was a rough thing to watch Monday night, but especially for f- current and former players was probably yeah. just horrifying. So. Can't blame him there if he just wanted to sit out for that. But then um, his co-host. But then his co-host, yeah, sent out the most insensitive, like, just, and listen, were, were there plenty of people thinking that at the time? I'm sure it was on people's minds, right? You think, well, cause, listen, in the moment, it's horrible, and then you're sitting there for an hour and a half, this game has stopped, and you start to get the feeling of, man, they they're probably not going to finish this game. And then the wheels start turning of, well, I, you know, I don't know the severity. Like, will they finish this tomorrow? Like, how does any, this is, I've never seen this. And that's what yeah, you think like, in your head. I'd, I'd like to give Skip Bayless, I don't know why he would deserve this for <laughs> anything he's done in this year, in his per, entire career. But give him the benefit of the doubt for once in, for, for some go- ungodly reason. That he was literally just thinking out loud and saying, man. I know that we should, you know, that they're probably going to reschedule this, but like, how are they? How are they going to do that? Yeah, and, and he did preface it and say, you know, he qualified it by saying, not, you know, not that's the lead, you know, nothing really, nothing matters, but you know, the health of Demar Hamlin or whatever, whatever his his wording was it, in the tweet, and it it was, I think the the thing was that that he led with his point, and then it was like, well, this that, but also this isn't really relevant at the moment. And yeah, it's part- one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, that's that's something to consider, Skip. But but it's like you you you, you didn't need to tweet that. You get it. That means like he we he's can think that- about that late. We can think about that later. He's like, this seems so, but that seems so relevant now. So like, you clearly get it. And I think when you're that, yeah, when you're typing out that part of the tweet, you should just be like, oh, I shouldn't tweet this. You go, oh, it is. I don't. Is. That, this does not need to be said right now. And I think. And this is, I mean, for anybody on the internet, you should probably think about what you post for a second, but especially someone like him who, you know, he sends out his sports takes and like, it's whatever, he's a troll, but that's the one, if there's ever one 
where Skip just needs to go, okay, this probably is not in great taste. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, that Leave crossing your mind in the moment because there was a lot going on and, like, we didn't know what was happening. Like, we're just sitting there with no news, so the wheels are turning there. Like, you're just like, man, what is happening? Like, what's going to be the fallout? Like, is this guy okay? There's a lot of stuff to think about that night. But there's it doesn't help anybody. Nobody seemed to really want to have that conversation. And also, he also never sent a tweet out on the front end saying, like, I hope that guy's okay. Yeah. It was just like, his first reaction was... He also, like, never really apologized for it. He was just like, oh, well, this is... He kind of just, like, clarified, like, oh, like, you know, this is just what I was talking about. Yeah. And that, that might be the worst part, honestly, that he doubled down on it. Yeah, because he, kinda... he even said in his tweet, it well, really this... he his explanation for it was kind of well, you just like I think you guys just didn't know what I was talking about, like what I was trying to say. Yeah, and it's it's like no, we kind of do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, just don't. Oh my gosh! I mean, of all the times, right? And it's it's one thing if you know a guy tears his ACL and gets carted off, and there's a big delay. Because that happens, and it's horrible. And even after that, even those situations, I sit all the time, because that happens pretty frequently in football, and I sit there and go, man, I don't know how these guys get back into playing after something like that. You see it all the time. Like, it's something you think all the time. I mean, at least I do, watching football where there's a bad injury, someone gets carted off, and every time before Monday, it's, man, how do we go back to playing after that? And the, the announcers allude to it usually where it's like, man, you know, it's it's you got to get back in your mindset here. It's really hard after witnessing something, you know, your 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 friend go down like that. Um, if, yeah. If you think about it hard enough and you just you you let yourself think about it hard enough. Football as a sport in general, these things are going to happen. If you start to put you start to put your mind and that's in that in that place for too long. You're gonna end up in a in a place where you're like, man, you just go far enough down that road. You're gonna say, I don't know if I should play this sport, yeah, or if anyone should, yeah. But we can, but we kind of just we brush it off. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the it's game, fun because it's fun to watch. And if you're in the game, I mean, you can't. If you have those thoughts and you're playing football, you just you can't play football because yep. the second you lose the like kind of that that killer instinct and that, that edge. It's it's honestly unsafe for you to be out there because yep. like you just it's it's brutal, um, but Skip just had to Skip Skip had yep. to to put it in the drafts or something because listen right. to, today that would have been a perfectly fine topic for his show he could have done a twenty minute segment on it with Shannon, yep um just hold on like it's just not the moment for it I get it and. I get yeah. him having the thought, but I, no excuse for the tweet. No. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the and a, and a lot of the first thought was, man, we got to get Skip Bayless out of here. Like, cancel this man. Like, get him off of the show. Get him off of TV. Yeah. Listen, I understand all that, but in 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 terms of like, will that happen? This is not the worst thing that Skip Bayless has said. This right. is this is not the worst thing that Skip Bayless has doubled down on. And this is not the worst thing that Skip Bayless has refused to apologize for. He said on air on that Undisputed show that he did not care that the Dak Prescott got depressed after his brother died. Yeah. And he needs to toughen <laughs> up because he's quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. 
that's what he said. He said he's the quarterback of America's team. Yeah. And I don't, was... you need to toughen up. And he, <laughs> and he didn't he say some... it in many, in very different words than that. And he got some, he got some heat for that. And I, I really thought after that one, I was like, are we, is it, is this finally the end here? Like that. And like especially, if not gonna do it. That's like that's one of the worst things you could like you could say. And especially about, like to, as a like punt as a sports pundit, like, especially in today's honestly, age. Like I think it's that's a pretty hard uh, high bar to match. I I don't know if I've seen many people reach it because the society's pretty accepting of like, for the most part. I mean, obviously, you know, a long way to go, but for the most part, as a culture, it's like, hey, if someone is open about their mental health struggles we we should we should be empathetic to that um and you know clearly he was not so because you know you're you're the quarterback of of america's team you know how do you have mental health struggles yeah how could you ever so oh skip bayless see and this is this is why he tweets those things and just doesn't think about it because then he gets everybody talking about it. Yeah, so we'll talk about him for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this man's he, entire career has been built off of hating Le- hating on LeBron James no matter what he does and just like finding any excuse because he knows it knows that you know a lot of people like LeBron James. He's you know best basketball player of this generation. His so best know, bit honestly was just loving Tim Tebow. It that is the yeah, that's because the, he's not throwing hate around at people. I'm sure he did to try to like compare Tim Tebow to like He's better than this guy and stuff like that, but he, he's it's just stupid bad analysis. It's funny. He's not tearing anybody down. Like and it was Stephen A was was you I know. say it's it's and it's it wasn't it's not the 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 tearing down of LeBron isn't in good fun the way that Stephen A hates on the Cowboys. Yeah, Stephen it, A it, that's that's a show. Yeah, like, that's that's just funny. that's a rest, that's a wrestling heel right there. That's MJF. That's yeah, like Stephen, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith is being MJF. Like Stephen, they, like they've had Jerry Jones on first take and and yeah, he, like, he purposely purposely boisterous and out and outlandish. Like Skip Bayless just is is does the very like straight faced, straight, you know, like even keeled. Like no, no matter what LeBron James does, he's he's terrible. And and <laughs> people on set laugh at Stephen A. Like everyone's pretty like on that show at this point, everyone's kind of in on the joke. Like they have Mad Dog Russo on every week, and he's so in on his own joke at this point, which he he used to not be. <laughs> and it's just fun. And Skip is just way too serious. Like get get over yourself. So yeah, that's all I got on the sports media landscape. Yeah, well. It's potentially, you know, maybe maybe this this show has already outlasted highly questionable. Maybe it'll outlast undisputed. There you go. So, and maybe somebody will then steal part of this name, and maybe it'll just be a, a cycle. So yeah, some, maybe somebody's maybe show will be like something disputed, and somebody's show will be highly this and that. Like maybe maybe we'll just keep feeding off of each other. Yep. I mean, the the biggest sports podcast. I, I guess you could say that's where I we didn't mention in our origin story. We told a couple of weeks ago that the inspiration for this name did come from you know the fact that the biggest sports podcast in America is Pardon My Take. 
pardon the interruption, first take, you know. They literally got a cease and desist when they started that podcast from ESPN because they were using like the same like they do they do what we did with our logo. Like where we we are literally using half of each of those shows logos. <laughs> I did not know that. That's funny. Yeah. I guess they didn't succeed, ESPN. So yeah, part no. Part they, of my take, had, and not. then eventually they hired them for like two weeks, and then Dave Portnoy said literally the, probably the most like bog standard Dave Portnoy thing, and people realized he sucks. Yeah, what was the vetting process there? Like you, you like you knew that they worked for Barstool when you, and, when you when you started that show with them. <laughs> it it was literally called Barstool like, Van Talk. Yeah, like do you you like Dave Portnoy was running. Barstool when you when you hired when you agreed to this he's and, been the same guy you know it was like a regular Portnoy <laughs> thing because I, I can't remember what he said he sucked before he sucked during he sucked after yeah it was probably it was I want to say you know it might have been the Sam Ponder stuff oh when and, and, and while Sam Ponder was work was you know hosting NFL live or whatever yeah it I might think you're that. right yeah um uh, she hosts uh <laughs> Sunday NFL countdown Yep, still does I believe so. Yeah, she still around. Outlive yeah, their a... outlive their show. Yeah, yeah, man, sports Shout talk. To her, I remember when she was on ESPN before she married Christian Ponder, and she had the uh, whatever her last name was before that, which I'm uh, Steele. I wanted to say Samantha Steele. Oh wow! See, I remember that name. I don't remember that name being her. So that's funny. It, it, it sure is. Yeah. Wow, I remember, I remember it very well. Watching ESPN at the time, be like, "Oh, she's Sam, she's Samantha Ponder now." Is the the like they're like Christian Ponder? And then yes, yes. What's funny is at the time people are like, "Oh yeah, here she is," you know, riding Christian Ponder's coattails. <laughs> and now, uh, and that was the last time I, <laughs> anyone could ever say that about Christian. And now, Ponder. I mean, Christian Ponder. I mean, does he is he just chilling at home? Stay riding her coattails for sure now. He, I'm surprised he's not on ESPN. He must suck it. He must have yeah. no charisma at all. He's a handsome guy. Uh, what is what is what is he up to? Is it's he doing anything? Is he all right? Professional career. I mean, he he. The last time he was on a roster was 2016. Personal life. Um, <laughs> him and Sam Ponder had their wedding meal at Arby's. What? um the couple started seeing each other after ponder messaged her on twitter after two months the couple decided to get married driving to a hudson wisconsin courthouse before having their wedding meal at arby's the formal the two held a formal ceremony the following april wow they had a kid (laughs) god uh 27 um, well, they've been together a while, so it obviously, yeah, according out. to the uh, like, if you just go off of Wikipedia, Christian Ponder uh stopped playing on an NFL team or being signed to NFL rosters in 2016, and then he's uh sat on his couch staring at the wall since. That's awesome. That appears to be what he's done. He's living the dream. He's, right he now. Stay, he's a stay at home dad, I guess. He, yeah, he made all his NFL money, she's making the ESPN money. That's what's up, and they. And that's it. And she probably works like a, a couple days a week. Probably. I mean, you host that show. I mean, I don't know how much prep goes into that during the week or, you know, but it can't be like a full work week. 
No. I'm sure she flies out for it, if I had to guess, but yeah. Cool. Wow. Good for man. <laughs> there you go. The ponders. See, you're not getting that on any other show. No. Absolutely not. I if, mean, if, it if might we... be because you shouldn't get it on any show, but. Nah, who's to say? <laughs> Something for everybody. It's the podcast game. Yeah. They published right. it with our name on it. We said that, so. Yep. <laughs> all right, well. I think that's all I got. I guess yeah. we'll, NFL playoff preview next week. Stay tuned. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, now, I guess I got, I'm hungry. For, I'm hungry for Arby's now. I guess I got to go. <laughs> We have the meats. <laughs>